welcome to Brewery Society Beers episode number 15 of Brutal Battle. So if you listen to episode 14 of this format of the show, you know that I was kind of doing a send-off to the Reserve Society through the brewery and kind of a anticipation for what's to come with the Hoarder Society, which we are now officially a part of. So what I have in front of me now to celebrate our, you know, time finally getting to the Hoarder Society are four Hoarder Society beers. And these are all small batch beers that were done in boxes in the past because they'll have these kind of like small batch boxes that they do for Hoarder Society. That's not all they do beer-wise. They do like some 750 milliliters, some cans, stuff like that. But they have these special boxes where it'll be like 12 beers in the box and sometimes it'll be six different ones, two of each, or sometimes it'll be one of each, and it's 12 different ones. It kind of varies. So they have some that they had in their archive, and when we were still in the Reserve Society back in 2020, they opened up some of these beers to the Reserve Society in one of their archive sales at the end of the year in December. So I decided to buy a bunch of those up, and I figured this is a good way to kind of kick off getting into the Hoarder Society because we can look back and see some of the beers that we didn't get initially from the Hoarder Society. And then we'll have in episodes coming up beers that we are getting from the new Hoarder Society for 2021. So I figured this is really cool. Um, there's not any date coding on these particular bottles. So I did the best I could to kind of look up and see when I think they were initially done through untapped and I think two of them are definitely from 2020, so we're just done last year. One of them, I believe, is from 2018, and one I think is from 2019. So I'll point those out as I go through. The other thing to point out about this is these are 375 milliliter bottles, and that's how they do those kind of small batch special boxes. So I'm a big fan of that. I think it's a lot more accessible. You can sit down and drink this by yourself or split it with another person, especially the ones that are higher ABV. So I love that approach that these aren't just 750 milliliter bottles all the time. This format is much preferable to me. So yeah, and I am doing this episode in one shot, which is typically not done since I do it by myself, but I figured that since it's 375 milliliter bottles for those and Rebecca's around, I'm doing it on a weekend. So it's in the afternoon. So it's early enough. It's fine to do it in one shot. So anyway, let's get into the very first one. And this is one that I believe is from 2018, and this is the brewery's uh, Tart of Darkness with Cherry and Coconut. Now, we teased this one when we did our Tart of Darkness variants episode, which if you want to listen to that, go back and find the episode. Uh, so this is Tart of Darkness with Cherry and Coconut, a sour stout aged in oak barrels with cherries and toasted coconut, has an 8.2% alcohol, which, you know, that's nice. That's very... Under control as far as ABVs for the brewery go. So I'm excited about this one. Pour this in. Just do a little bit. All right. So what's it looking like? It looks like a really carbonated stout, actually. Maybe even porter because it's not like super, super dark. But it is dark, obviously. There's a lot of carbonation to that. And that is interesting. And swirl it up, pretty thin looking, to be honest, because it's a lower ABV. Not much of any head on it, though. 
It's interesting. So it kind of like carbonates like a soda. There isn't really any head retention, which is interesting. Okay, I'm going to go in and smell. Ooh, definitely a lot of that kind of lemony tartness, but it's also mixing together with a nice cherry note. That cherry really is coming through. I'm trying to dig for the coconut, though. There is kind of like a nice dark roasty malty note that's creeping up too as I continue to sniff it. There's something else in it that's actually coming off as like slightly floral-ish. I don't know if that has something to do with the coconut playing around with other notes in the nose, but it's hard to nail down. It's interesting. I just mainly get that like lemony sourness, that kind of, you know, darker roasty malt the cherry, which there is a nice amount of cherry, and I just, I, I really don't feel like I can suss out that coconut. I'm really hoping that I get it in the flavor, though. So, going in. Ooh. Very aggressive. Well, actually, not as much as I would assume, but a pretty aggressive uh, sour kick on my first sip. Second sip. It's calming down a little bit as my palate's kind of getting more acclimated. Mm. Huh. Okay. So as far as... Uh, as far... <laughs> as far as tart of darknesses go, it's on the thinner end mouthfeel-wise. I am getting what I was talking about with, you know, that lemony sourness and then also the cherry that starts to come along with it. And as your palate acclimates to that lemony sour kick then the cherry starts to kind of like level it out. So it, you're then tasting it more as like a, a sour cherry as opposed to that sour lemon note. Hmm. As far as the coconut goes, I do feel like I'm getting a hint of it. Now it is more of just like a hint. I would like it to be more aggressive with the coconut in here, but it is there. Now this is still relatively cold-ish, so I'm wondering what will happen as it warms up. I'm assuming I'll start to perceive the coconut even a little bit more, which would be really awesome. Um, but yeah, I am actually getting some of the coconut. I am happy about that, but I just want it to be heavier on the coconut. The cherry is very nice in this. I actually kind of like that mouthfeel-wise, it's a little bit thinner than a lot of the Tarte of Darknesses. It just makes it a little easier, a little more sessionable. It's good. It's tasty. I like, I, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that beer. I like that beer. I do have a feeling that it's going to have some real stiff competition from the beers to come, though. Okay, so that leads us to the second one, and this one is called Cherum Stomp, and this is one of the ones that I believe is from 2020. Pretty sure about that. Now, this one also is sour. This is from Brewery Teru, and it is a Berlin, uh, Ber they say Berlin style, but it's, you know, same as Berliner style. Berlin-style tart wheat beer fermented with cherums and aged in wine barrels with Meyer lemon zest added. And it's 5.1% alcohol, which I think are cherums a type of... Rebecca's on the... Actually, Rebecca's in the room, literally. Can you look up real quick what cherums are? I think it's a type of cherry, if I'm not mistaken. I probably should have looked that up ahead of time, but I forgot. My bad. But I'm interested in this one because it's on the lighter side of, <clears throat> excuse me, lighter side of things. A hybrid stone fruit of a cherry and plum. Okay. A hybrid stone fruit of cherry and plum, she said. 
So I was half right, I guess. Okay. And the way it pours, I mean, it looks a lot lighter than what we just had. Obviously, uh, there's a decent amount of head presented on it, the way I poured it. Some larger bubbles sticking around there. It's pretty orange. It's like a yellowish orange. A little bit hazy there. But you can kind of see through it. Ooh, that Meyer lemon is really there. So the sourness in there is, it's a little closer to like a tartness, uh, especially in comparison to that tarted darkness that I just had. It's softer. You can tell that it's sour. You can tell that it's tart, but it's just, it's also soft. And I think that smell of that Meyer lemon, which is a wonderful smell, is kind of softening things at the same time. And I really like how that's at play there. Now, I also feel like I am getting a little bit of kind of like a white wine note to it, which would be coming from those wine barrels. Ooh, and it has, sometimes this happens with sour beers, it has a little bit of a pencil shaving smell, which is really weird, but a lot of times I find that that doesn't really translate to the flavor. It's just kind of a smell that happens with some of the sour beers, but it's got a little bit of that going on. It smells really good. It smells relatively refreshing, actually, and just very bright and vibrant. And I love the level of that Meyer lemon that's coming through in the smell. Um, I'm really hoping it's very present in the taste. Going in. Oh, oh my gosh. That's just super smooth, actually, for being a sour beer. Very soft, very smooth, like I was saying in the nose. Hmm. You are hit with that kind of tartness to it. It's not like, it's not like sour. It's, it's more of like a higher level of tartness. Does, you know, build a little bit of phlegm around the edges of your tongue and the back of your throat. Hmm. Yeah, that Meyer lemon flavor is there. The Meyer lemon zest. There is a, a little bit of a bitterness that pokes through at the end too to let you, you know, know that it is that Meyer lemon zest to it because you would get a little bitterness from the actual zest uh, as opposed to being from the actual fruit. Um, that it, It's tasty. I don't taste that pencil shaving that I said I was smelling on it. And Cherums, hmm, it is kind of white whiny for sure. There is almost a little bit of kind of like a Chardonnay-ish note to it for that reason. I don't know if it was Chardonnay Barrel specifically that it was in, but it's got a little bit of that note to it, especially with kind of how it's got like a crisp snap to it. Hmm. I'm trying to see if I can suss out these these cherums. I'm I can't. First of all, I don't I've never tasted an actual cherum before. I don't really taste anything that's coming off as particularly cherry or plum in here to me. It's just fruity, and, and I feel like that just rolls in with the Meyer lemon. The Meyer lemon is is mainly what's at play in here, and that's fine for me because it's good. It, it, it's well done. It's a nice note. Mm. I just really like how sessionable that is and how soft that beer ends up being. Like, you know it's a sour, but it's also just, like, easy, soft. I like it. Okay, I'm going to do a quick little rinse here because I'm reusing two glasses at the moment. So, hmm, to move on to my next one. 
Now, beer number three is not a sour beer. We'll put this in this position to really break it up. Now, this one is one that I also believe is from last year, from 2020. And this one is called Melange Noir. This is taking a big leap up in ABV in comparison to the first two. Now, Melange Noir is a barley wine style ale aged in bourbon and red wine barrels with imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels. So it sounds like a potentially very beautiful blend of beers. And the ABV on it is 17.2%. So getting up there. I'll be interested to see if you can really taste that 17.2 or not. Sometimes you can. Sometimes you can't with the brewery beers. All right. So the look of it. I mean, it looks barley wine-esque. It is, you know, very brown, murky. There's a little bit of head sticking around, just kind of around the edges with, you know, medium to large bubbles. Yep. You can tell it's more viscous as you swirl it up, and it's got... The legs coming down the side of the glass, definitely. All right, smell. Ooh, oh man. That is a very barley wine-esque type nose to it. Very, very, very malt-driven. There's a lot of caramel at play there. Ooh, yeah, it's actually doing that thing where it's kind of like the in-between, like the mix of caramel and brown sugar. Ooh, there's a nice um, vanilla note as well. You can definitely smell the, the barrel character to it there. Uh, the bourbon actually is really coming through. I don't know about the red wine barrels, though. I'm trying to see if I can suss any of that out. But you do definitely start to really get that kind of like oaky, woody character on the nose as well. It's interesting because it's like deep, dark smells like dark character um, smell-wise in the aroma, but it also smells kind of clean at the same time. It smells very good. I get a little bit of an alcohol tingle in my nose when I smell it too. It smells awesome. It, I mean, really, it smells a lot like an awesome bourbon barrel-aged barley wine, basically, which I don't really remember the last time I had a bourbon barrel-aged barley wine. Going in. Ooh. Oh, huh. Yeah, so initially it definitely tastes just like a bourbon barrel-aged barley wine. You know, you get that lots of like kind of a sweet maltiness to it. It's It's got the, uh, like I was saying, that kind of line it's walking between caramel and brown sugar. It's got some vanilla going on there. It's got a good amount of that oaky woodiness to it. Uh, you can definitely taste the bourbon to it. <clears throat> but then after that initial character, it transitions over to something else that I think is what's the that red wine barrel-aged imperial stout at play. Now, I need another sip to really suss that out. Yeah. It kind of gives way to, like, this slight note of a chocolate hint. And then it also has this kind of nuttiness to it as well, which I find quite nice. It's kind of almost like a, I don't know, like a little bit to like toasted almond on the finish. Hmm. That's good. That's definitely one of those like really nice sipper kind of like drink it as a dessert after dinner type beers. That's good. And I will say 17.2%. 
I would not know that. It is tasting higher ABV, but I would probably peg it somewhere around like a 12% or so. This is one of these beers from the brewery that high ABV, and it's kind of deceptive. You wouldn't really know it. But that beer is nice. It's very smooth. It's very smooth, especially for being that high in alcohol. You know, you are tasting the alcohol a little bit. You do get a little bit of that tingle from it, but it's not like a burn. So this is very nicely executed. I'm a fan of that. That beer's nice. Very nuanced. Very tasty. I'm trying to figure out as I go along, like, how I'm going to rank these, because this is going to be a little bit tough, I think. All right, so do a rinse on the other glass, and we'll do this final beer. All right, and here we go. The final beer, and this one is back to a sour version of a sour from the brewery Teru. It is Dark Rain. Now, this is a bourbon barrel-aged sour stout with black currants, cacao, and vanilla, which sounds a little bit kind of like uh, a mixture of some of the Tarted Darkness variants that we had on that variants episode, which you should check out because it was cool. Oh, and I, don't, I didn't say the ABV, did I? ABV is 10.3, so, so not like crazy. All right, here we go. And a bit of a pour. No. All right. Oh, this has actually a decent amount of head that presented itself on the top. Uh, it's looking kind of nice and beige on the head. It's a mixture of kind of like medium and small bubbles. It's got decent carbonation to it. Swirling it up. Well, a little bit slow on the sides of the glass. Ooh, there is... I don't know that I'm really enjoying the smell. There are aspects of the smell that I like. Oh, and I believe this was from a 2018 batch. That's what I think. No, I'm sorry, 2019 for this one. It was 2018 for the, the Tarted Darkness one. 2019 for this is what I think. So there's a little bit of this kind of like umami mushroom type smell which is what makes me a little bit hesitant about the flavor and seeing what that's going to end up being like. It's hard, a little hard to get past that. There's also, there's like a slight leather note in there, which is interesting. And then there's also something I talked about on that Tarta Darkness variant episode, specifically with the black current Tarta Darkness. It's got this kind of like dirty, unwashed fruit type smell, if you know what I'm talking about. Like when you have fruit that's kind of like mashed up and it's not just uh, the actual like juice from the fruit. It's like the skins and some of like the seeds and the sticks that it, that type of thing. So it smells just like a little muddy, a little dirty in a sense. It smells a little bit tart, but I, I mean, I could tell that this is supposed to be like a tart or sour beer, but... It's not as much as I would assume it would be. It's pretty low level. Yeah, there's that, that kind of like mushroomy, umami thing's a little weird. It's very weird. Okay, that's pretty much all I can pull out of the smell. I'm going in to taste this sucker. Hmm. Oh. Um. So, it's got... It's got uh, a bit of a, that, a kind of like ashy finish to it, 
and the um, the black currents are definitely coming through. They're pretty in your face, which is good. Hmm. I can get the vanilla in there, and I get what the cacao is doing because there is kind of like this this slight kind of bitter dark chocolate note that's in there. So it's basically like a little bit of tartness. You get the black currant first, then you get a quick hit of that kind of bitter dark chocolate from the cacao, and then it finishes with a little bit of vanilla and this just kind of savory finish at the end. I'm trying to suss that out. But there is this kind of like muddled, little bit dirty type finish to it. Like I said, I was getting in the smell. Uh, and there is that little bit of that leather character too that I said I was getting in the in the aroma. It is... So the chocolate, that cacao, uh, as I continue to sip it, the roll of the cacao is actually starting to increase a little bit. And it's starting to expand because when I first said that it was kind of showing up just between the black currant and the vanilla, it's actually starting to now show up with all of the flavors, which is interesting. So it's like black currants coated in cacao and then vanilla coated in cacao. Hmm. I wouldn't know it's what 10.3 is what I said. 10.3%. I would not know it's 10.3%. That's for sure. Tastes more around like seven, I think. It is good. I think tasting this though, it makes me wonder what it would be like if it was just an imperial stout, if it wasn't sour. If the sour aspect of it was taken out, you had all the same ingredients, but it was just the base beer of a just imperial stout, I think it would come off better in my opinion, because I think the tartness from the sour stout base is playing a little oddly with the other characteristics for this particular beer. I mean, it's been pulled off better before. Um, I do think that it kind of hits me as an actual blend of the variants of Tart of Darkness that were the black currant and then kind of the one that was the cacao nibs and, and uh, raspberry, which we really didn't like the cacao nib and raspberry one, but we really liked the black currant one. It kind of seems like literally taking those two, kind of putting them together and getting something that's decent instead of getting the awesomeness of the black currant and the not awesome at allness of the cacao nibs and raspberry one. So I think people can tell where that one's going to rank for, for me personally, but we'll see. Okay, so that said... I know what my last one is. I'm pretty sure I know what my first one's going to be, but I'm going to, real quick, do a retaste on a little bit of this. I'm going to go back to the Tart of Darkness, the Cherry Coconut. Ooh, oh my gosh. Going back to that Cherry Coconut, Tart of Darkness, when it warmed up a little bit, I got a really nice kick of the coconut up front. That was nice. I enjoy that. Oh man, I enjoy that. Like I was, I mean, I was supposing that that would probably happen and I, I ended up being correct. Melange Noirs. Quite tasty. Quite tasty. Mm. Okay, and then I'm going to do a quick rinse. 
and I'll retaste the Cherim Stomp to figure out where that one goes, but my ranking's starting to really take shape. Okay, last on this one. This is like the odd man out, because it's just so light in comparison to the rest of them. Man, and smelling it again? That pencil shaving, like, really coming through. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Um, okay, I got it. So, my number four, as people probably could have guessed, is the Dark Rain, which is the bourbon barrel-aged sour stout with black currants, cacao, and vanilla. Like I said, it's kind of literally like blending together the Tart of Darkness black currants, which is really good, and the Tart of Darkness cacao and raspberries, which is not very good, and coming up with something that's just okay. So, yeah, on that one. My number three is going to be the Cherim Stomp. Even though this is nice, it's vibrant, it's tasty, I really like how kind of refreshing it is. That's the Berlin-style tart wheat beer fermented with cherims and aged in wine barrels with Meyer lemon zest. I really like the level of that Meyer lemon in there. And as I continue to sip on it, it starts to present more of kind of the grapiness from the wine barrels, which I like. I do feel like I'm getting a little bit of that cherim, actually, because there is a little bit of a cherry plum type thing starting to, starting to go on, too. So my number two is going to be the Tart of Darkness with Cherry and Coconut. I am quite liking this one, especially after it uh, warmed up a little bit. That is the Sour Stout aged in oak barrels with cherries and toasted coconut. You are getting a very nice uh, level of the cherries in there. And after warming up a little bit, you're getting a decent punch of the coconut, which really is playing well with the cherry and that kind of base darker beer. So that is my number two. And my number one then is the Melange Noir which is barley wine style ale aged in bourbon and red wine barrels with imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels. You get so much. That is a very complex beer that is very tasty. Like I said, it'd be perfect as like a dessert after dinner. It tastes like a beautiful bourbon barrel aged barley wine with a twist of something extra. And that extra is that little bit of chocolatiness from the imperial stout. And um, that's really good. So yeah, so that is where I stand with this one. Unfortunately, I don't think any of these, in my opinion, are good enough to crack my top 10 for these. Uh, I think this Melange Noir and probably the Tart of Darkness Cherry and Coconut comes kind of close, but it's not going to make that top 10. So reminding everyone what the top 10 is. So number 10 overall is the Chocolate Rain from 2015, and this was consumed when it was aged in the bottle four years. That's a bourbon barrel aged imperial stout with cacao nibs and vanilla beans. Number nine is chocolate rain spelled R-E-I-G-N. That is a double barrel aged imperial stout with cacao nibs and vanilla beans. Number eight is sweet magnolias black Tuesday, which is an imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels with bananas, Madagascar vanilla beans, and Nilla wafers. Surprisingly a great beer. Number seven is Cherry Chocolate Rain, which is an imperial stout aged in rye whiskey barrels with cacao nibs, vanilla beans, and tart cherries. Number six, Samoa Black Tuesday, imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels with toasted coconut, cacao nibs, vanilla, maple syrup, and graham cracker. Number five is Island Time, a sweet stout with Hawaiian sea salt and lactose with marshmallow, toasted coconut, and natural vanilla flavor. 
Number four, Love at Midnight, which is Black Tuesday. Uh, Love at Midnight Black Tuesday, which is an imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels with pineapple, coconut, and vanilla beans. Number three is American Anthem, the ale aged in bourbon barrels with peach, apricot, cinnamon, and vanilla. Number two is the Pistachio Vanilla Black Tuesday, which is Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels with pistachio and vanilla beans. And number one, man, I love this, Spicy Island Black Tuesday, an Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels with pineapple and habanero peppers. Surprisingly, not very hot at all. But yes, uh, great episode, great way to kind of kick off the hoarders thing. Hopefully there are even bigger, better, more interesting and crazy hoarders beers coming to these episodes. I'm excited for it. I hope you guys all are excited for it. But do us a quick favor, rate us and review us on whatever podcatcher you use. iTunes is really great if you can do a rating and review for us there. Um, you can find all our back episodes at BrutalBattle.com or by searching BrutalBattle on Archive.org. Uh, also, we have an Instagram. It's Brutal Battle Podcast. Check that out. And word of mouth is a big thing. Just let people know about the podcast and let's grow the community here. But regardless, thank you everyone for checking this episode out. And until next time, keep it brutal. I feel so-